This week's episode, we go on rants about a lot of things, and we talk about games. Let's do it. This week in our collective heads, wanna put an old rumor to bed. Stereotype that you've all heard, how we're all just angry video game nerds. Most of us have actual jobs, kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah. This week in our collective heads, this week in our collective heads. Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick. I'm Kevin. And we're here giving you the gaming news like we do every single week. Uh, giving you uh, gaming news for uh, over a year and a half now. Indeed. Happy about that. September will be our, our two-year anniversary of the show. Um, and we're at 84 episodes. Yeah. So Welcome to episode 84. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and uh, do the, the general rundown of the news. And then mm-hmm. we'll talk about Call of Duty in a separate video on YouTube. Yeah. Call of Duty is, is a, the main topic. Yep. But there's a lot of other news that came out, and we definitely want to share that with you. And some viewer feedback and listener feedback in Totes, our topic of the episode show, which is on um, MMOs. So let Mm -hmm. us know in the comments if you listen to this live about that. So we'll start off with the PlayStation um, uh, PlayStation Plus Plus games, games, which uh, are slightly different in in America and Europe. Uh, On PS4 in uh, Europe, you get Alienation which is on screen now, Yes. and Tales from the Borderlands. And in America, we're getting Abzu yes. and Tales from the Borderlands. Fun fact, I already owned both of those games. <laughs> and uh, so that's that's going to help a little bit with, with our new plan. We're trying to get these out a little bit faster mm-hmm. to you, and so um, we're, we're, we're aiming to have this up by next Tuesday. Yes. Hope. Not this coming Tuesday, but the, the following. Correct. And uh, Happy about uh, Tales from the Borderlands because I love uh, Borderlands and I love Telltale. And we also have uh, Blood Knights, mm-hmm. which um, I don't know how to feel about. I mean, it looks... It looks it looks, it looks like a um, version of Gauntlet. Yes. And it's, it's so it's got the kind of isometric, top-down, all that kind of stuff going on. Uh, but yeah, so that's on PS3 and we'll let you know how that is. Uh, the second PS3 game is Port Royale 3, which yep. I had not heard of any of the rest of them, but it's some kind of sim. You you build a thing and farm and you make uh, you know what ports make, and make ports, them royale. Hey, you get, but you get ships, so that's yeah. cool. We also get Laser Disco Defenders on Vita, which which you know what um, that just looks sexy. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, oh, it's oh, uh, oh. this looks like it's up your alley, but not in a good, not like this would be up your alley if it was a good game. Yeah, I'm guessing that the quality is not isn't going to be there. The, the the main issue is is the the controls feel like a, a starter game. Yeah, we uh, also got Typewriter, which yeah. I love the name of. I don't care about the game. <laughs> Typewriter may be one of my favorite games because I uh, names because I love I love yeah. puns. I love that wordplay. And so so we're we're gonna be. Uh, it, it looks like a like if Limbo was attacked by a typewriter <laughs> yes so that's that exactly what it fun. looks like and I'm, I'm i'm down for that yeah we got some backwards compatible games too we do indeed we have dead space 2 and 3 mm-hmm. um there's a bit of controversy in this series as to which are the 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 best ones because dead space 1 was very very minimalist yes type horror and dead space 2 and 3 they lean a little bit further into the into the action yeah i'd say but, yeah I, I agree two Two gets close to uh, close to uncomfortable, in my opinion. Of and by uncomfortable, I mean like too comfortable. I want more horror. Three, yeah. three took it off off the map when it came to let's make it more actiony. Let's throw microtransactions into this and let's basically just you know destroy yeah. what we need. But if you want to hear you know all the story of Isaac Clark, yeah, this is where you can get it via backwards compatibility. Um, we got an interview uh, with three four three about. Halo 6 and Master Chief and kind of their plans as far as all that's concerned. Um, they said, look, we hear you when it came to, you know, what you wanted out of Halo 5 and uh, yeah. So they, they said that the, the main thing was, we need more Master Chief? Well, the thing is the... the okay, yes, Master Chief equals Halo. That that's That's obvious. I don't know how you didn't get that. But this this does ignore kind of a deeper problem as far as the Halo series is concerned, and it's the the, the marketing yep. of Halo Five versus what you got. Yeah, were dramatically different. We got tiny bits of Master Chief. We got uh, well, and it was it was supposed to be story. like yeah. the the way that they marketed it was this giant showdown between Chief and Locke. Yeah, 
and it was it was this new Spartan team and has has Chief gone rogue? Mm-hmm. And basically the the conflict of of the, these two characters that were that were pitted as polar opposites and what's happening is they meet up and in an in-game cutscene they discuss and Chief goes, Oh, this is what I meant. Locke goes, Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. And that 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 was it. And, <laughs> that's, and that's 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 not in that's not interesting. No. And the 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 Halo and, and Gears like they're there's a lot of difficulty in 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 trying to take a series and go a new direction yeah. with it. Like yeah. you can only go so far before it's something else, mm-hmm. and you have to try to satisfy the people who played it before, introduce new people to it, and 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 it's 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 a very difficult balancing act. Mm-hmm. I get that. I'm not I'm not saying that it's easy. Yeah. But Xbox's big tentpole uh, series are Gears of War, yep. Halo, mm-hmm. and Forza. Forza, you can keep iterating and, and keep yeah. upgrading and doing and stuff, but like, as far you can only take a story so far in video games before it just gets ridiculous. Yep. Fast and Furious embraces that, yes. and it's like, yeah, we're just gonna throw tanks off of helicopters and we're gonna drive them out of showrooms yeah. that are on the fifth floor, and it'd be fine. It'd be fine. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> How about like the thirtieth floor? I mean, it gets yeah, it gets like so it's, crazy, but it, but it knows it's crazy, right? And 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 that's okay. And yeah. so if you're wanting us to take a story seriously. This is not how to do it, yeah. and so I, I, I appreciate that they're going back to Master Chief, mm-hmm. but I feel like that that's only dealing with one of the issues in the whole thing. Yep. So we'll we'll see how it turns out, but uh, but we yep. did we did get to see how Nintendo Switch sold. Uh, yes, we officially. did. 2.74 million switches sold uh, so far. So Nintendo's and that that I apologize that is during the month of March. Yes. So Nintendo said we are going to give you two million, mm-hmm. and they gave us more than that. So all the people online who have been saying Nintendo's creating perp- uh, a, a shortage on purpose, you're wrong. You're really wrong because yeah. uh, they their, be- their their numbers the numbers that they believed that they would need yeah. were two million, and they have sold. Considerably more yeah. than that. They've been they've been ramping this up, and it's uh, the second fastest console sell uh, of all time to be sold in a month uh, for the first month. Um, sometime I'll debate you on that because I disagree. Well, no, the numbers show the first month it's the it's the second highest. Right, but the 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 biggest thing about that and the reason that the it's like when they say it's like when they present uh, numbers shipped <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, it's. If you look at it in a certain way, yeah. then you know with these parameters, yeah. it's the second fastest selling console. There's like, there, 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 there's more to it. I researched this, but, we'll but talk, that's we'll that's, talk about that's not what we're doing. We'll talk about that next time. But the the interesting thing about this is that um, this was also a global launch, yes. which the PS4 and Xbox One were not. Yeah. and so they that like slowly Good phased point. out over various things, and I wonder. With the with the NES uh, Classic Edition that we complained about last week with mm-hmm. them not producing it, if they're seeing these numbers on the Switch and they went, holy crap, we need to be selling more as soon as possible. Um, they've said that they're going to do, uh, I believe it's 10 million in uh, in production in their last financial report. They need more. If they were able to take some of the factories mm-hmm. doing the production on the Classic Edition and switch those to Switch... Yeah, that's that's the right decision. Which which may have happened already. I mean, right. the and, fact and that they're like, we're not doing any more NES classics. Uh, now, the interesting part of that though is they're coming out with the uh, the 2DS XL, um, and the 2DS XL I think is a really great uh, idea. I think it's a great product, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, like you mentioned, I think resources need to be pushed all the way into Switch. The the X the 3DS. 2DS whatever um, ecosystem mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily need to be phased out, but continue to support it. Continue to support it for a little while before the change happens. So the Xbox 360, uh, what the end of production on that happened what, earlier this year, right? It was uh, so. Mm-hmm. So they they waited three years into the life cycle. I don't think Nintendo should do that. I think Nintendo should <laughs> give it a year. Nintendo should yeah. give it a year, and next March. Uh, you know, third parties can do it. That's fine, but first party games are going to be there. And and some of this could have, a lot of this could have to do with the fact that they didn't 
know yeah. what was going to happen with the Switch because it is it is a very bold and interesting mm-hmm. thing that they're doing. And the, the idea of a, a console slash handheld had not been done before. Yeah. And turns out we all wanted that. They tried and it with so, the Super Nintendo and Game Boy, but you had to have both, and it was just... Yeah. You had to have both and an adapter, and it was... Yeah. Yeah. This is so, so easy. So basically what, what, what I'm seeing here... Okay, my prediction is that this will be the last... DS edition thing. Yes. And so they, they will move to the other one. But this is... It's $149. It's reasonably priced. But you double that, and you get one of the best systems yeah. out there, as opposed to a system... The, the, the 2DS XL is it's pretty, and it, and it folds, and so you yeah. don't have to worry about the screen and everything. But it's like... It, it's... It's not pretty. No, and it's, it's it, not pretty. It, it is. It has dated. It's poorly. It, it has dated poorly, and well, uh, not even dated poorly. It's just really old. But but you're right. You're right. Instead of spending 150, wait a bit. Spend 300. Get a switch. You're good. You're getting the. Yeah. You're getting the new hotness. You're getting what they're going to be supporting for the next. I don't know, seven years or so. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get all the all the new games. It's portable and it goes uh, and it's uh, on your TV. It's great. The only drawback is if you have multiple kids, then you you know have multiples of those. Obviously, the cost pro- right. it's, uh, cost it's, problems with that. Yeah. But uh, the multiplayer games that are on that, as well as just getting them to share, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no drawback to the Switch on that. Yeah. On that. Yeah. So the 3DS was launched in February of 2011. Yep. Time to let it go. It's a little old for a handheld. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, speaking of old things, mm-hmm. uh, Night Trap is getting a yes. 25th anniversary re-release. <laughs> All right. So, and and th- this is, <laughs> I want to buy this for the history. Yes. Because this game was on the floor of the Supreme Court. Yep. And they only showed like, okay, so if you if you if you fail in this game if you you know are, are are not helping the the damsels in distress or whatever then they get chopped up or eaten or whatever yeah. it's, it's vampire or something or other the part that they showed on the senate floor was if you fail and then they're like look at what they're making gamers <laughs> do and it was no you're you're trying to not do that that's like showing the 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 deaths mm-hmm. in last of us yeah which were pretty horrific. Yep. Like when when you get eaten by a clicker, like that is that it is, is traumatic. Horrific. If you look and at the gameplay in this, though, by the way, look how similar it is to Freddy uh, to uh, Night, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's basically the same thing. Yep. You're watching in this. You're watching. Uh, you're watching these uh, these people, and I believe they're burglars. I have not played this game because I didn't have a Sega CD. Right. Uh, but I really want to play it. It's a- for history, yeah. like you said, for history, the fact that um, these games are getting re- remastered and and brought into an easy to purchase form is great for history. Okay, so how much do you know about the production of this? About the production of Night Trap? I okay, okay. So this this is this is side quest. I'm not going to go too deep into yeah. this. Originally, yeah, this was a VHS game where you would <laughs> switch tapes. Oh, yeah. And they and they they made it. They filmed it, and then they went. And then apparently, it took this long for them to figure out. They had finished all the filming yeah. of all the possible scenes, and then somebody went, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh, yeah, that's not a thing. That's not gonna." And it wasn't until they started to put stuff onto CDs yeah. that they even had the space yep. to put it there. Yep. And but yeah, it was it was originally a VHS. You. Physically switch tapes, yeah. and it, I, I love that. There is, there are uh, VHS board games, but you fast forward to specific spots yeah. in the in, in, in timestamp. No, but like <laughs> back in the you know back in the uh, late eighties, mm-hmm. uh, or like probably up to ninety one or ninety two. Late eighties were a weird time. Like you didn't have any way to do video like this. There was there was no chance. You were you're doing you know Super Nintendo. Uh, Genesis, and that was it. So if you want to give a real full story, yeah. there's there's even a, a WWF one that uh, they couldn't get any of the licensed wrestlers on, so it's just generic wrestlers. Uh, it's just that's, generic wrestlers. Mm. You fast forward to a certain time stamp, and he does a powerbomb. It's horrible. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds pretty bad. Yeah, but what sounds really good yes. is uh, Tekken 7. 
except for certain things that are going to be cut out. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't know if you've seen, I've, apparently like some of the people that I've talked to have been like, oh yeah, yeah, that video. But there's a video of like a kangaroo that puts a dog in a headlock and then somebody punches the kangaroo. Yes, I've seen that. So, okay. so uh, it, it the, you're, it's exactly what happens. Okay. Uh, the kangaroo put the dog in a headlock, and the guy, the owner of the dog, ran up and punched the kangaroo. Yeah, because he's like, "Get your hands off my dog." Yeah, yeah, which I would do too. I'd punch a kangaroo. Yeah. Okay, so was the kangaroo wearing boxing gloves? No. Okay, then this didn't need to happen. <laughs> this was not a sanctioned okay. fight. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so uh, Roger Jr. has been has been. In the Tekken series since like Tekken two or three. Yeah. I mean, this the, he, he's been around for forever. Apparently, Nakata saw this this video and was like, "Oh, animal rights people are going to protest that there's a kangaroo getting punched." No. And they're removing him, and that makes me sad because Tekken Tekken's characters mm-hmm. are ludicrous. Yes. That's part of it. Yes. Come on. King. The, and and it, right. I right. Mean, yeah, yeah, and, really? then, and then and then Armor King. Yep. He he took his helmet off and he or he took his head off and it was a person under there and then that was never brought up again. <laughs> we will not discuss it because we he's will better. not cover he's it. Better with the, he's better with the uh, the cat head. Well, yeah, but that was King's mentor. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but it, okay, it, irrit- so- it irritates me as an animal lover because. You're you're talking about a ridiculous scenario of of over the top characters that you're not glorifying like going out and punching kangaroos. Right. Like there there were there were games on Android and, and iOS and stuff that were like pit dog fighting games. Yeah. No, don't ban don't, don't 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 yeah. do that. Don't ban it. Don't play them. But those have a right to exist. They I think that they have a right to exist to an extent. Because okay. you're, and we could we can debate that later. Okay, we'll we'll, 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 we'll have do that. a debate. Yeah, we'll have that fight sometime. Yeah, um, but uh, which would actually be really pressing right now, and we can hashtag it Berkeley, and then get all the views. We could. So so anyway, so he's not going to be in there, but Kuma is because he said, well, Kuma's stronger than a person. It's like, look, people used to box kangaroos yes. and get the crap beat out of them yes. because kangaroos are strong as heck, and if and they and if they, and if they come up and they kick. They can kill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so th- the kangaroo, the kangaroos are not really. In- yeah, I, th- I think that I think that it's stupid to make this kind of decision to try to placate people who you're you're going to have a small percentage of people who are angry about anything and everything. Yeah, and then you have some people who are like, okay, that's that's a video game. The Almost other the other thing about that is nobody had protested yet. Nope. It's it's a reaction. It's 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 silencing yourself out of self censorship. Yeah. And that is that is an entirely other debate that I think we're way more on the same side on that. I, I completely agree. But next topic, uh, so Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, we got some more news about that. That's coming out September nineteenth, and the 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 big bad of those series has always been uh, Magneto mm-hmm. or who's the big purple guy? Hi, Galactus. Yeah, Galactus. Yep. has been one of those. Um, so that is no longer the case. The big bad in this is going to be a, a combination of Ultron and mm-hmm. Sigma. And that sounds wonderful it sounds because amazing. I love those characters and, and their their commitment to to mayhem and digital destruction mm-hmm. sounds like so much fun. And so yeah, and I, I like I like Sigma a lot. I love I love Marvel. I love the Marvel vs. Capcom games. And one thing that I'm really liking about the state of the world that we're in is that we are now getting into the really uh, interesting and the fact that we've got Ultron, we're going to have Thanos and all that. Uh, we're getting into the more interesting uh, aspects of Marvel when it comes to the galactic, like the real big bads. Right, like right, right. Magneto's bad guy, sure. Yeah. But it, as soon as he gets off the planet, he's nothing. Yeah. He is nothing. And I don't mean that because of his powers. I mean, power-wise, he is insignificant compared to Galactus. And then Galactus in comparison to like Thanos... And then you have all the celestials and everything. I like that to an extent. Yeah. The, the, I will keep this brief. Mm-hmm. I feel like the MCU. Mm-hmm. I, I go and watch the Avenger movie, the, mm-hmm. the, the the big tentpole, the the massive. Ah, this yeah. is the big. And I'm like, well, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I don't rewatch those. Like I might rewatch the the fight scene at the end of Avengers. Okay. One, but I I don't go back to those. Mm-hmm. The ones that are interesting to me is like Doctor Strange. 
yeah. where where that is that is a personal journey and his relationships mm-hmm. and his beliefs that change. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Narrow down. Like I, well, I, I appreciate that we can do Galactus and Ultron and the, and yeah. the big bads, but the the character stories will always be the more interesting ones. No, I, I agree. Uh, if I'm going to watch uh, Captain America Winter Soldier mm-hmm. versus versus Age of Ultron, Captain Winter Soldier's better. Yeah, yeah. The, the interpersonal stories are so much better than that. I think that I think the the big team up movies can get a little much when it it's hard to dial back and deal with one person's story when yeah. you have seven protagonists <laughs> um yeah. and and telling that in a two two and a half hour block is difficult so um i i would agree i think dr strange is a great example of that but again we're getting into dormammu so i mean this is ridiculously yep. powerful people yep that before i mean in the uh even the late '90s, early 2000s, the big, the best you could get was Magneto because uh, terrestrial-wise, he's the most powerful. Right. But now we're able to tell these like higher-end concepts, and I also like that. I like it as a nerd because I'm like, ha, ah, I know all about this stuff, uh, and <laughs> and I also like that uh, we're getting into these things, and you can tell the story, and you don't have that many ultra-religious people protesting the fact that. Thanos is technically uh, is almost a god, and death, her death, or death's proxy is, and he's in love with, and you have these these quasi-religious ideas. I mean, there there's a there is an explanation for how the universe started, according to Marvel. Yeah, not according to science, but according to their universe. Right, and this the is fact how that this we get into this, and yeah. no, and and no one, I've never seen a protest outside of a Marvel movie about it. Yeah. But we might see that if, if we start to get, get into movies that actually go into Could explanations. Be. But anyways, um, love it. Love Marvel. Yeah, Very so that's that's coming out September 19th. Uh, check the YouTube chat. Um, next up we have uh, Jackbox Party Pack 4. Yeah. Which th- I buy those every time because those, those, are, those are fun party games. Specifically, mm-hmm. Fibbage 3. Which yes. Fibbage is one of the, one of the best, mm-hmm. consistently best throughout the series. It and is. Honestly, it's worth the twenty bucks if it gets you. If if like we play that at two parties and there's like 10, it's, 15 people, like you can get a lot of people playing on can. those, and it's it is so much fun. You know, so a, I'm looking forward to that. A next few one. years ago, you know, like every single every every one of my like Halloween parties, Guitar Hero would come out at one point. Yeah. yeah. But now it's like as soon as you pull out Fibbage or you pull out the Jackbox games. Yeah. Like that's it. Like you get all these people just go over to the, go over to the couch. I think yeah. they had like eight or nine people playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Out of the forty that were here, I mean, and and there's there's a there's a much higher element of creativity yeah. with these. Whereas, uh, speaking of games that get played at every thing, when Cards Against Humanity, like I played that twice and I was done because it's like I it's, like it with it's new people. Just. I really like it's it with just new people. Different combinations of the same jokes, and it's it, it is. But I like it with new people because it's okay. like immediately break the break the ice. I went to a party. I knew no one there, and it's, people brought out cards against humanity. Some people played it. Some people hadn't. Okay. And immediately, like within ten to fifteen minutes, there were no longer any barriers and censorship within the table. We talked about anything and everything. Everyone okay. just, just just opened up, and it was really cool for something to to break that. When it to break up the small talk, uh, when you're talking about such uh, ridiculous concepts, not that people went into their personal lives, right, but right, immediately but... we were like, "Oh, we're all in this. We're all people. Everybody poops," and it was really cool for everyone to just go ah and and relax. Right, right. I think that's I think that's cool. Okay, there are some can, better ones though. Uh, uh, is it called Super Fight? I think is what it's called. Have you seen that one? I haven't seen Super Fight. It's it's a you have a stack of cards that are um, that are characters, and you have okay. a stack of cards that are attributes. Okay. And you draw uh, three from each, I think, and you pair them up. Uh, when, and basically, I'm going to put down a, a person and attribute, mm-hmm. and I'm going to debate you and your person and your attribute as to who would have won in a fight. I am so in. <laughs> it's really cool. That, that sounds it's pretty really cool. I will say the, fir- the first time that I played it, it was like it was going really well. And then the person that I got paired up with, uh, which is my buddy Devin, he's awesome. Uh, uh, we got paired up with Devin, and uh, his person that he chose was the most interesting man in the world. And I couldn't beat it, no matter what I said. I just yeah. you just can't compete with that. So yeah. 
it's good stuff. I like it. We're trying to get try to get through more of these uh, in our. <laughs> we're trying to be quick on these, but uh, it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, so Breath of the Wild came well, plus out. Plus, we didn't get to talk last weekend. No, we so didn't. that. Uh, Breath of the, Zelda Breath of the Wild came out. If you guys have, are living under a rock and didn't know, best Zelda game, possibly the best game of all time. Also, thanks for watching us from under your rock. Um, but yeah, so somebody has taken that and and did a demake of the original demo because when they were <laughs> when they were composing the game, mm -hmm. they decided to uh, they decided to try to be like, well, what if what if we just had this kind of concept? Yeah. And so... How do you chop down trees like it showed there? Uh, day and night cycle. Uh, the yeah, idea... Like how, how would that work? The idea of hunting. You're no longer, you no longer have uh, hearts. You no longer have rupees that you grab. So this was a really easy way that um, Nintendo came up with the demo. So this person made it in uh, uh, RPG Maker, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, spent a couple months making it. And that's it's brilliant, which... It's, I yeah. was. I, I said when when the news came out that they said, "Oh, this is what we did originally for Zelda to come up with the concept to to, to play with these ideas." Yeah, and you're like, "I, I want to play that I one too." I want to play that game. I want that game. I want a. I want an ultimate. If you Nintendo, if you're listening, I know you are. Uh, if you give me a collector's edition of or the ultimate edition of of uh, Zelda that has the the DLC, mm -hmm. which you know that'll be coming out later this year. Right. Give me an give me an ultimate uh, game of the year edition has the DLC and has that, and I will buy the game again, just for that. It's amazing, and, that, and that's the version I'll get. Yeah, it's 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 brilliant. I think it's really cool cool that they that they did that though that they uh, created the two D one because you can you can bang out all these different concepts in a week or two. Uh, before getting really intricate and going, oh, six months down the line, year down the line, we're like, yeah. oh. Well, the the other thing is that, that this is something that you can you can put in and see. Okay, al allow imaginations to expand yeah. on that and be like, okay, is is this fun? Is this interesting? Speaking of things that are fun and interesting, uh, I'm a huge fan of the Burnout series. Yes, and uh, Criterion is now making Need for Speed, and it's been. Uh, They've been bored by EA. <laughs> Criterion, as it existed yeah. before, no longer exists. However, Three Fields Entertainment, which put out Dangerous Golf last mm -hmm. year and Lethal VR, I want to say January? You haven't played that one. Um, has has shot out another one, and we, we're getting Burnout Crash Mode. It's called Danger Zone. But it's basically... Yeah. <laughs> $13. Yeah. And in May, which is a year after they did Dangerous Golf, and they're just putting stuff out, yeah. and I will keep giving them money because I love this yeah. stuff. They were they're interviewed uh, and talking about these kind of games. They couldn't they couldn't go through EA. They couldn't go through these top level publishers because yeah. there's way too much oversight when it comes to will that game sell. Yeah, and and so basically what they what they said was. Because they, like I said, they made Lethal VR, and then they kind of started working on on uh, Danger Zone. Mm -hmm. Danger Zone. And okay, if you have to charge me three more dollars for it to have Danger Zone mm -hmm. as the title screen music, <laughs> charge me three more I dollars, will, and I will yeah. pay. I will buy the deluxe edition. I will. I will send Kenny Loggins that that money personally yeah. just and, to get that. And I, I feel I, I feel like. Their odds of being able to get that music are pretty high because Archer has been making fun of it, and they got Kenny freaking Loggins yep. to yep. sing "Danger Zone" on Archer. I think it could happen. If I was Loggins, I would totally do it. I mean, at this point in his career, he's done some amazing work. Yeah. Uh, but but at this point in his career, it's like, what's the worst that can happen? You have Archer. You have this. Worst thing that happens is that younger kids that don't know Kenny Loggins go, "I love that song." I want you know I want to buy this whatever who is this guy yeah so I, I think there's no negatives to that whatsoever um, so we're gonna get uh, twenty like intersections mm -hmm. basically and for those of you who haven't played it basically you take a car and you run it into a busy intersection try to cause as much damage as is humanly yeah. possible yeah and uh, I still I still want my burnout racing games like the 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 traffic yeah, tag yeah. and the takedowns and stuff like that those 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 were my favorite part mm -hmm. i believe i believe yeah. that three fields entertainment will eventually give us that mm -hmm. but that is so much bigger and more complicated yeah. than crash mode i mean crash mode is wonderful crash mode is fun it's not my favorite part of burnout 
but it's pretty fun. It is fun. And I'm looking forward to it. Very, very much looking forward to it. Can't wait. Uh, something to not look forward to is a DDoS attack. Um, or so, a two-year prison sentence. Or a two-year prison sentence because the hacker who is uh, uh, responsible for for a lot of these has been sentenced to two years. Uh, this this is the guy that took down um, uh, Xbox Live. He took down. Well, this is this is the guy that that made and sold the yeah. software that was used for the DDoS attack yeah. by uh, Lizard Squad and. That's right. Other, I thought I, he was I, part of Lizard Squad. I may have been mistaken on that, but no, he, he just he just licensed it out and, and sold the software. But, but this is uh, I'm I'm irritated that, that something like this happens. I think that to an extent, hacking at its core used to be how do you get something to work? How do you get how does this thing actually work, and what can I do with it? And it's become very very negative. Uh, because of people like this, yeah, and it, it bothers me because the, someone to do something like this for a straight up malicious reason is wrong. Speaking of this, uh, I don't. Did you hear about the uh, Orange is the New Black uh, season five episode one? No. So that comes out in June or July. Okay. So someone hacked uh, Netflix's servers, and they have like I think the first five episodes, okay. and they basically have ransomed uh, to Netflix saying I'm going to release these unless you pay me. So they released the first one already. Okay. So instead of it's it the the show has not come out yet, but okay. they're rele- they're leaking them on the internet and they're like, give me money. Oh, you haven't given me money? Here's episode two. You still haven't given me money? Here's episode three, which is is really messed up. You know, to you're you're technically stealing. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is a product that yes, it's digital, but this is a product that hasn't even uh, been released. And you're ransoming it because you hacked someone's server. Okay, I. What you're talking about, it, as far as the concept mm-hmm. of, of hacking, that to me is the the whole DDoS attack mm-hmm. thing is basically about m- making other people not have fun. Yes. The idea of leaking something that you managed to hack into the servers and get. Yeah. That's that's digital theft and mm-hmm. and it's it's a dick move. Yeah, I but would agree. I would ruining agree. Christmas for other people that, I agree. just because like that that is that is another level of malicious yeah. without even any game. Well because it's the malice just, it's the malice just is big pointed, middle fingers yeah. to the malice is pointed at Netflix instead of a bunch of anonymous people who are trying to play their play games on Christmas. People, people who don't even know. And there's not even any benefit to anyone except knowing that they cause someone else pain. I would agree. This, would guy's, agree. this guy's going for money. Okay. Yeah. Lots of people do horrible things no. for money. But this, this... I would agree. I was just saying it's related news. I wasn't saying that this guy this guy is, is equally as a dick. I just mean like like in, in hacker news, this is going on as well. Okay. Um, and so yes, you can find it on the internet. Uh, it's decent quality and it has a little timestamp because it's their work print. Right. So it's got the running timestamp on the funny. corner. Um, but he's released the first episode. Apparently he has uh, other stuff um, uh, as well other than uh, Orange is the New Black and he's rans- he's ransoming Netflix for it. But Okay. And when it comes on Netflix, I'll watch it. <laughs> well, not Orange is the New Black because I, I tapped out at season two. Nah. Welcome to the topic of the episode show, as we call it totes. I'm Patrick. Hashtag totes. Yeah. I'm Kevin. Yeah, and we're we're giving you giving you totes. Because we gave you gaming news already. Now we're giving you the topic of the episode show. And the topic of the episode th- show this week, the topic is MMOs and MMO stories. So what are some yeah. of your favorite uh, you know, massive multiplayer online stories or multiplayer like community stories? Because yeah. like when I'm playing a single player game, basically I'm experiencing the story as the developer did it yeah. or you know my, my telltale decisions or whatever. But when it comes to MMOs, there is an ability for me to be able to create a story for other people yeah. or to experience a story with other people mm-hmm. in a way that you really don't get to do in, in single player yeah. games or like competitive online. It's like if you get a really sweet junk rat kill or something, it's, it's like, hey, this was a thing that happened one time, yeah. but you that's not your character. And in Agreed. MMOs, we get to create characters, we get to create their lives, mm-hmm. their backstories, all of that stuff. And and I really enjoy that, and so that's that's something that I wanted to bring up. Uh, Duncan from the from our, our Facebook page, mm-hmm. who, and I think I've told this story on the channel before, but this dude, <laughs> role playing, um, 
in 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 an art in a role playing guild, there was uh, there was a competition to see, say who was the best role player, and uh, it came down to a runoff between two characters, mm-hmm. both of whom were Duncan, <laughs> and nobody knew it. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. that's how good this guy is, yeah. and and he did, and he he had like all these different characters. One of, one of my favorites was he had he had a little a little halfling cleric. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how he managed to do this while healing because that, that that's like a critical job and it's a time intensive and you need to be focused. But uh, it, that character's thing mm-hmm. was singing uh, body ballads while we were fighting. <laughs> and so my favorite one, and I'm going to see if I can do this without messing uh-huh. it up, is I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate and I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. <laughs> Did he macro this? I mean, how? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was between poles, but like, yeah, sing, sing that three times if you yeah. don't get it, and you'll get it. Okay, so he said uh, EverQuest, which mm-hmm. I played for about ten years, had a great story that players had to collect the pieces of information yeah. as they followed the ancient trail of a man obsessed with magic and power. Yeah. A sorcerer named Miragul traveled the lands and took on many identities to learn all the schools of magic. As he grew older and more frail, he worked out a way to make himself immortal by putting his soul into a crystal and turning himself into the into a lich. His plan didn't quite work, as his body that's an understatement, as his body wandered the wastes aimlessly while his consciousness watched helplessly, trapped in the crystal for eternity. Yeah. And that's another thing, is like the the lore can be really amazing if you dig into it because like most of the time it's like hey go give me five rabbit pelts or whatever yeah. but like they they can go deep it, it can go like deep that. because you're playing the game for 50 100 200 hours yeah at minimum i mean some people are you know some people put thousands of hours you know have easily put thousands of hours into world oh, yeah. of warcraft and other games and i think that i think everquest um EverQuest and uh, Star Wars Galaxies and there's others that gave you enough open uh, that that you are playing in their world but your character's story matters and I think there are other, I think as great as World of Warcraft is it's not as much about you as your person as much as you're trying to make it about you but everybody's kind of doing the same story. Everybody, yeah. everybody fought this. Everybody did this. Everybody like the the uniqueness uh, is a little bit more limited in the way that they've crafted World of Warcraft. That being said, it's it's a good balance yeah. of the two. But I liked in, I I did like uh, in in Star Wars Galaxies. Um, the, the openness of uh, the cities, and by that I mean, you know, you could have thousands of people hanging out in uh, in most uh, Eisley. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't everyone walking through each other. It looked natural. And to be able to, to hang out in a cantina, and to, to be able to go uh, to places with people uh, in character and experience it, there was enough, uh, not downtime, but there was enough openness that... You, you could explore your character really well as yeah. opposed to like every 30 or 40 seconds we're in another battle and and of course you, whatever character they're talking to being the person who's playing yeah. is the is the one who's going to save everything we'll see and and dance parties because okay yes. destiny we love you but Star Wars Galaxies and World of Warcraft <laughs> did it first. Yes, the dance parties in there, and and that's the other thing that I like. You're we're talking about the the community, talking about the interaction. The Star Wars dance parties, you had people dancing, but you had musicians. That was a, mm-hmm. that was a thing you could do in the game. So that was you had that was bands, so much fun. and if you you learned a a musical instrument, and you could have a band, you could get a band together. There was a band that played every weekend that I went and hung out and listened to. Yeah. Yes, I know they were playing the music off the computer. Shut up. Those people were sitting there. And, <laughs> and they, would... they had chosen to take the time yes. to make this a thing for the enjoyment of other people. Yeah. And and that's, that's the main thrust that I wanted to get to with this topic is the idea of, of, of making stories for other people yeah. and, and having a video game way yeah. to do that because like, like you can do you can do uh story jams mm-hmm. or or smash poetry yeah. or you can do D D whatever but this enabled us like uh duncan and i have have met mm-hmm. I, I don't remember where he lives <laughs> but like we met in tennessee sure 
neither one of us lives in Tennessee, but like that type of community and that type of creativity across a wider swath than than I had seen anywhere else. It it brings before before we could do it. Now there's there's uh, programs like Roll Twenty and others that you can get a group a D and D group together. But before that, this was a way you could bring in people from uh, any part of the world. And and talk to them and like uh, it didn't matter what their their knowledge it, it didn't matter what their uh, their math skills or their storytelling ability what mattered was just them playing the game and and one way or another it will it, it creates these interesting dynamics and uh, I mean I had um, when I was playing Star Wars Galaxies I had a girl that uh, I had a quasi online relationship with a girl mm-hmm. uh, and. I, for multiple reasons, had uh, didn't play the game and came back, and found out she got married, not in real life, in the game, because we were we were quasi dating for a while. Right. I you know I I said I wasn't going to be you know probably wasn't going to be playing. Uh, left and then like a year and a half later I came back and she was married and I I I felt that emotion. Yeah. I was like, oh, like but, but at the same time I'm like well I left her. But yeah. but it's interesting because I know and I still know like only like three things about her in real life. Okay. Right. Um, and uh, and one of the interesting things about it was that uh, she uh, she was a uh, uh, she cleaned like hotels and uh, rent like uh, rental houses and stuff like that. She was mm-hmm. part of a uh, she had her own business that did that, and she went in and like cleaned these places and and. The only reason that she did that was so that she could play the like the game because it, it got her a decent amount of money. Yeah. Um. And she even got like uh, certified to do hazard spill cleanup. So like, if someone if there was a death, yeah. Like you can't just sell it. So you have people come in there. And, so like she did that in Canada. In Canada. And uh, yeah, the, my girlfriend who lives in Canada, right? So, <laughs> but but she like she did that and like when she wasn't doing that, she loved it because she did that all during the day. So from like 3 p.m. on, yeah, she could play Star Wars Galaxies, and like that's that's the bulk of what I know about knew about her there. But her character, I knew her character really well, and she knew my character really well. Okay, it was really cool. So this is the story that I teased on on Facebook. Yeah, this this is a this is a happier romantic story. Spoilers. <laughs> so uh, we had we had a meeting place. We found mm-hmm. a pocket where even though it was underwater they hadn't coded it properly and there was a little pocket where you where you could breathe everybody yeah. could breathe just fine and so we would have our meetings down there so we wouldn't have a bunch of jerks running through and, and doing stuff yeah but this was back before like fast travel kind of existed okay. like you could go to regions gotcha but uh you, you had were still to... going 20 30 minutes or whatever right and and you had to sit and wait at a portal mm-hmm. For a for like a 10 15 minute timer and then that warps you to the place and then you run to the other place okay so uh, so at this point I, I had created uh, uh, analog mm-hmm. who was a mute barbarian rogue which means he's like seven foot tall and so I emoted everything I would emote like waves hands or gestures negatively things like that <laughs> and only twice in the year and a half that I played him yeah. did he speak both of those times were in guild chat and they were, hey, Bill. Dang it. I'm not supposed to talk. <laughs> but, but like, out loud, yeah. that character never spoke. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. That's because cool. it, was, it, was a, it was a really challenging thing to mm-hmm. do, especially when it came time, as part of this guild, we all told our origin stories. Yeah. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> Um, okay, so so I'm waiting to go down, actually to that meeting. Okay, where, where I told that story. So so uh, I, I sit down and uh, and I'm waiting for the portal to go off, and this little halfling comes in, which aren't hobbits, but legally distinct from hobbits, so <laughs> we don't get sued. Yeah. And so this halfling comes in. She's like, "Hi, how are you?" And I'm waving nicely, and she just starts talking, and. Talked and talked and, and like I'm 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 gesturing I'm, I'm showing interest I mean yeah there's nothing else to do so yeah. this is this yeah. is just a a moment to role play mm-hmm. sure and so so I'm I'm doing all these things and and listening intently and smiling nodding shaking my head in disgust you know how, however it was appropriate for yeah. the story that she was telling 
and uh, and then we had like a 10, 12 minute run. And at this point, I wasn't tagged as a member of the guild yet because I hadn't told my origin story to gain entrance for that okay. character into the guild. So she didn't even know that we were going to the same place. I didn't know she was uh. going there. She didn't know I was going there. And so like we, we get down to the ground, we start running. And uh, and so like I, I pointed ahead and looked at her questioningly. She was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going here and then I'm going over here and I'm going to meet with the sigils now and... And, uh, and I pointed at myself and nodded. And she was like, oh, you too? And she was like, oh, this is wonderful. And so, like, we grouped up. But e even in group chat, he didn't speak. Yeah. It was it was only emotes. And yeah. so, like, so like they, they went forward and, like, they set out and they put out their bedrolls. And then, like, she rolled over in her bedroll to move closer to me Aww. before we set up camp for the night. And, uh, yeah, like, they, they eventually... Like they, they got together mm -hmm. and like he he would go away for a while when I was playing my main, and then he would come back and like they they had a relationship, and uh, she was a girl in real life and I actually had a discussion with her husband who also played and I was yeah. like, look, <laughs> this is developing really fast. This is going mm -hmm. romantic. I am not interested in taking your wife from yeah. you. But I want to keep this going yeah. because I'm enjoying it. She's enjoying it, and and did her husband play? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He was he was a bard, and uh, and like the my main character and her did not get along at did all. Did she know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just make but sure. like they 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 clashed so hard, yeah. and he just wanted her to shut up. <laughs> but the but the mute barbarian rogue loved her. Loved her. Yeah. And it was it was. It, I think that that is still the best story I've ever told. Yeah, yeah. So we have we have one more comment mm -hmm. from the from the. That's a lot of comment. Okay, uh, World of Warcraft. Two stories come to mind. I started playing WoW during the Lich King expansion and quickly became engrossed in raiding. When TOC dropped, I finally had enough gear to start applying to a more serious raiding guild. Uh, the fight that we were doing used a ranged DPS to tank one of the three bosses and protect themselves using shatter orbs. I was off tanking on my paladin toward the end of the fight. Healers run out of mana. Healers. And our warlock, warlock tank dies. I reflexively taunt the boss, use my shield throw and hammer to grab some orbs, pop defensive cooldowns, and we managed to ride it out a few more seconds to get the first progression kill. Total That's rush. Cool. Cool. I liked raiding yeah. before that moment hooked me. <laughs> yeah, like in in game stuff yeah. that happens, and and the more people are involved, like, mm -hmm. were you there that time when this yep. thing went down? That's fine. Uh, during Dragon Soul heroic progression, our bear tank DCs, and as a result, doesn't pop cooldowns and dies. The boss hit hard and required tank switches. We were nearing the kill, but with no other tank to taunt. My death and a subsequent raid were raid wipe were imminent. One of our DPS warriors and a DPS paladin were thinking quickly. DPS warrior taunts, leaps to one corner and taunts the boss. The pally goes to the other corner and taunts. Then I taunt. We managed to ping pong taunt the boss around <laughs> with the rest of the melee DPS chasing and range pew pewing away for the kill. Total improvisation for the kill and I got a sweet trinket upgrade. That's, that's oh, so cool. memories. I, I had one uh, action World of Warcraft. Um, well, there, there's a lot of stories of like... Uh, of that I think would 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 be interesting, but uh, one like I said, Warcraft is harder. There weren't as many hardcore role playing people that were in there, and I, I regret not going to a role playing server. Yeah, I think it would have been really fun. But um, uh, I was waiting. There's a specific chest that pops. Uh, I think I want to say it was like th like two or three times a week. It pops. That's it. One person can grab it. Yeah. So I looked. I found online, okay, this is when it happens. Mm. And I looked, and one of them was like 1 or 2 in the morning or something. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be a, a time that less people could right, Less it. competition. I'm going to go to that. So I, got, I get there early because it's me. So I'm there like 30, 40 minutes early. Watching TV while while I'm like you know sitting right. in the game, and someone else where a character's staring blankly ahead. Yeah, so and I'm, and I'm sitting kind of looking. It's this uh, this arena thing, <laughs> this empty arena. Okay, uh, that there's nothing in the middle. There will be a chest, and someone else was waiting somewhere. I, I I didn't realize that. I thought they were off questing, but I saw them pop over a ridge and they left. They went away. They popped over another ridge and they realized, oh, this guy's camping this. Mm -hmm. too so they come over and sit with me and like we're, we're chatting and we both know what we're going after right but there was like 10 minutes of chat before we we're like 
it before before he she whatever said uh so we got what 10 minutes 10 more minutes before it happens like then i was like like it was it, it was a while before i think it was at least 15 <laughs> it was before it was acknowledged right yeah and um and we went so as soon as it popped we you know we we, we did the good luck thing beforehand and everything uh, and we were like, all right, we're just basically going to race to this thing. Okay. And he's he's a mage, so he has a blink that can get him forward. Right. And I'm like, he's going to use that. There's no way I can beat him. We ju- we both jump down, and as we jump down, I didn't see that there were a couple other people from the other side. We were playing Alliance. There were horde people that came out from the other side. They went in that they wanted it as well. Right. And they s- attacked him first because he's out in front. Right. And they didn't notice me until I was already like going the, like at the chest that trying to open awesome. it. The chest popped. I get the item and die. It yeah. was like it was a beautiful moment where of not not storytelling, but like this community like thing is going on, and all these people were trying to go for this thing, and they thought, okay, well if we kill this guy, we got this. And they didn't see that me is, running right behind. I don't know why awesome. they didn't. I'm a giant paladin, but but MMOs allow you to tell stories like that. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to move on to the main quest. So the main quest for this week, we already gave you some gaming news earlier. The main quest is uh, the new Call of Duty World War II game Yes, that, that's coming out. And I, we didn't get a chance to really discuss this very much. More details have, have well, come out Well, last week they said, we're going to talk about it next week. And, yep. But they didn't, they didn't actually have the details. And having heard the details, yep. they were talking... Okay, first off, you're going to hear boots on the ground more times than you can count. <laughs> Between now and November. Yeah, yeah. Because November 3rd, hopefully everybody stops saying it, but it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah, you're going to get tired of it. I, so before when I saw, uh, you know, the, the very little bit of it, and I voiced my frustration on this, we're going to World War II. Okay, you've done that. World War II is very played out. Mm-hmm. And I, I was I was irritated by that. Uh, and then more details coming out. Um, so the campaign, you can do a co-op uh, campaign. Mm. The, 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 the co-op campaign yeah. is the Nazi zombies. Yes. Can't do the regular campaign co-op. Yes. Which is why. it's Yeah, that's because Call of Duty is stupid. Um, but I like I like that I can do the zombie thing co-op because I think that's, that's, that's a really cool way to do it. Uh, yeah. I think that it would make more sense uh, for the um, scenario because I'm sure story-wise uh, the regular yeah, it's campaign... It's going to happen to the character the character because everyone okay. else is dying i'm sure you storm normandy and everyone's dying and somehow you survive and i'm sure that that's it's going to be something like that i hope well, yeah because you have multiple tries and nobody else does yeah i hope that i hope that it's not played out though i hope that it's not that i hate to say generic because world war ii is interesting but we are so burned out by the stories everyone knows that if i say Normandy Beach. Everyone kind of gets the gets the the right. vibe and and what happened. Um, I hope that it's unique, but I do like the co op uh, zombie story because I think the zombies are cool. Uh, but again, zombies are like that's they have to throw zombies into everything. It's kind of irritating. Yeah. Um, what what they were talking about with uh, okay, so so first off, whenever you okay, so I love Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, but no human slides that far. Like, she slides for, like, 10 yards every time. She can slide uphill 10 yards, and it's like, oh, well. It doesn't work that way. Oh, well. But, uh, also, did you you see my video of of me sliding up behind somebody that I couldn't? Yes. (laughs) That was hilarious. Like, I I slid up behind somebody, and I was like, I can't stab you to death. (sighs) I had to run away. (laughs) But anyway, so, okay, so they have... uh, no regenerating health. Mm-hmm. You have to find a medic. Mm-hmm. You don't just reload. Yeah. You have to like get another clip or more bullets from somebody else. Like you're gonna ha- you're gonna go into the battle with like yeah. thirty bullets or yeah. something, and like uh, in 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 World War Two at the very beginning of the war mm-hmm. when supplies were low, they would actually historically send troops in with no guns. Yeah. And you had to pick up your weapon and ammo yep. from somebody else who died. That many people were dying that that that, was, that, that, quickly, was that that was a viable 
battle strategy, yeah. which is horrific. Yeah. Um, and the other, so what I was talking about with sliding though, like whenever whenever your character like does the, you do the the dive or whatever, your guy just goes plop, and like kind of covers his head with his yeah. hands and then comes back up yeah. and like. Because yes, that's how humans work. Yep. And so uh, the the advances because we we haven't had uh, one of these in long enough that yep. this is going to be the first World War II game this generation. And the, the progression that we've been able to do technologically, mm-hmm. I think, will allow them to tell better stories. Um, one of the other really encouraging facts that I heard about this is that. Uh, Implemented into the story are some of the racial tensions that people were dealing That's with. That's cool. There is, uh, like, one of your friends is is a is a Jewish character. One of your friends is a black character. You encounter a black platoon. That's great. Yeah. And there there is some tension between yeah. those. And so, I think that we've reached a point where they where they feel free to tell better stories. Mm-hmm. And the technology has advanced, yeah. so that they will they will be able to tell the stories that they want to tell. Yeah. And I think that a lot of these could be things that maybe they wanted to do before, mm-hmm. but the okay in 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 the PS3 era to create a black platoon mm-hmm. to create all of those characters yeah. just for a single interaction to yeah. make a point may not have really been viable. Yeah. And and this also this also zeroes down. Not zeroes down, narrows down mm-hmm. on their their focus on the campaign and yeah. on the story, yeah. and that didn't used to be the case. Mm-hmm. Like um, it after I I feel, I feel like after uh, what what's the one where you started the with the terrorist host, or terrorist airport uh, World at War? I think that's World at War or Modern Warfare. I can't remember. Okay, a lot of those it, bleed in together. Yeah. Once it gets okay, to so so there was that one, mm-hmm. and then um, and it very quickly transitioned to oh these are online consoles. Yeah. That's where we're going, and the 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 focus became so much yeah. on multiplayer, and so so I'm looking forward to, like when you when you go too far into mm-hmm. sci-fi, then uh, there there is a tendency for for me and for most people because it is so clearly fiction. Yeah. it's easier to get disconnected from the emotions, yeah. and I I believe mm-hmm. that they're going back to World War Two. They will be able to tell a better story than mm-hmm. they have ever told about yeah. World War II, and that's why I'm excited about World yeah. War II. I, I'm excited about. <laughs> it's interesting. Sorry, this is an interesting sentence. That's why I'm excited about World War II. Uh, well, I'm more excited about World War One, but <laughs> yeah, I, I am too. I, I I agree with them being able to tell this. I think that. I think, like you said, adding that that layer of complexity is going to help because when they initially said we're going back to World War II, I was I was I didn't understand why we would why we would go back. Yeah. But to be able to tell these in a mature as a mature storytelling device to a mature audience, and I don't mean mature by by guns and stuff. I just mean we're right. we're all adults. We know we know about uh, some of the difficulties, and we didn't get to live. We didn't live through those. Uh, there's a lot of people, you know, none of the people our age dealt with segregated schools, let alone segregated everything. I mean, yeah. to have to to have a group of, of soldiers uh, when you had a black platoon and and a non-black platoon, and they have them se- separated like that, and then the the tensions between those when it comes to equipment. I mean, there are stories of them basically yep. being like. Uh, of I, I've heard stories of them meeting up, going, "Well, why did they give you this?" I like, and the white people basically demanding, "I want that equipment." Well, no, <laughs> we're I, soldiers. I, I, we're on we're the same fighting, side. But but what's wrong with you? But almost a, a caste system within that is, is interesting, and I think it could tell an interesting and, story that way. And not o- not only interesting but important. Yeah, and uh, something that I hadn't really thought about. I'll, I'm not going to claim this is my own mm-hmm. idea. Heard it on another podcast, but. Uh, people, people our age, have are a lot more likely yeah. to have had a grandparent that they got to talk to yeah. about World War Two. Mm-hmm. People who are, you know, in their early twenties or whatever, it's a lot less likely that yeah. they will have actually been able to talk to somebody about World War Two. I didn't get to uh, the my last relative that that was was not a child during it like uh my 
like my grandparents, uh, my grandfather fought in the, the Korean War, but he didn't fight <laughs> in World War II. So uh, I didn't get to hear about a lot of that because my uh, great-grandfather uh, and my great, great uncle, whatever, uh, fought in it and died before I was old enough to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's, I, I would agree, it's, 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 a, it's a big conflict. I think that um, that brings up a point that there are so many people alive nowadays, now, right now, who dealt with the civil rights movement that uh, I, I was reading a, a thing recently that um, they were they were talking about the recency of, of, of all these conflicts, not to get off the of Call of Duty, but um, they were discussing that and they were saying the the first uh, the first African American woman first African American period to be in a, a desegregated school turned sixty two yeah yep what like I it didn't. I knew it, I know it's recent. I knew I know the years, like, but that, yeah, I, that puts it I in perspective. The numbers, that puts that it is... in perspective. I'm like, uh, but you know, my <laughs> realizing, I you know, my uh, my mother is 60, 62 or sixty three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, to, to put that in perspective, I'm like, that is so yeah. close. And I looking at the years uh, when uh, the civil rights movement happened and and Martin Luther King's death and everything, like. I know the years, but it really puts it in perspective to realize that could be your your mother or your grandmother. Yeah. They're that recent, and these people lived through those struggles. And to understand that uh, this this is an important part of history, and it's very recent. Uh, when certain things pop up in in the news, and people are like, "Oh, we're you know we're past that." No, eh, no. <laughs> not so much. When you have people who grew up and it was still okay. All of that was still okay, yeah. and they grew up in households. And that's that's another thing that, that really hasn't been covered because, yeah. uh, like when 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 we went into the modern era, then it was all about uh, you know Arabs and Muslims and terrorists and all yeah. this kind of stuff, and and like the the focus narrows down to that. Yeah. When you when you go back, from what I remember mm -hmm. from from the the World War Two, yeah, is it's it's just a. The only there, there, there was no complexity to the characters. Mm -hmm. We're the good guys; they're the bad guys. And there, there is, there is so much more that was going on during yeah. that time yeah. that that hasn't really been explored. Mm -hmm. And I'm really interested in in how that comes about. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited. Yeah. And and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I hope they go into like you were talking about. How does that come about? I hope they'll go into the and I, I'm sure they won't, but uh, I want to see stuff from the side of the uh, Germans and the Italians and all that, because the idea, how, you know, the idea of all the atrocities that happened and everything, uh, and the average person up until a point was was all for the regime that was going on. And then you did have, and there are stories uh, of people who, like, when they realized the, the scope of what was being done, the concentration camps and everything, they realized, oh, crap, we're too far. But you had a controlled media. And that's what I think is the interesting part of it that I hope yeah. that I would like them to go into. You had a controlled media that you couldn't talk about certain things. That's the reason that we call the Spanish flu the Spanish flu. I don't know if you know that story. Spanish flu wrecked all of Europe. But at right. the same, but at the time, uh, Italy and other countries, you were not, you were only allowed to per, uh, to put out what the government said you could put out. Right. So when journalists said we want to talk about this, they'd say no, we don't want to scare people. So then when they said okay, well it's happening in Spain, perfect, Spanish flu. So that's, that's the reason it's called Spanish flu, <laughs> is because of that, because of the media. And that is fascinating. It's 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 an interesting thing. So when you have all of this and you think. Oh well, you have these concentration camps. Most of the people didn't know that was going on. Most of the, your average soldiers and your average people, uh, a, a lot of them were on the fence. Some of them thought, okay, they're taking them, but they're getting them out of my neighborhood. But they didn't realize, oh, oh it's like getting uh, people out of my neighborhood. It's like, uh, it? yeah. Uh, what what is it? Uh, camp Camp Dignity or whatever in Venezuela. Yeah, it's it's it, there. There's the idea that people were were put to hard labor. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. I mean, like th this. This was a, a very rigid and controlled mm -hmm. 
uh, sexually, mentally, physically abusive yeah. location yeah. run by a religious, egomaniacal psychopath mm-hmm. and and like but if you if you're told that you know dissenters and people get sent off yeah and and it's it's difficult for people to believe that these things could happen and so the uh, there there are still many many aspects of world war ii that haven't been explored yet yeah. and i because because of the way that Activision is is putting this forward, and they're they're talking about the campaign. They're yeah. not talking about the multiplayer. I love that. I absolutely love that. We know that's there. Mm-hmm. Talk about this stuff because this is the stuff that's interesting to me. So yeah, let it, let us know in the comments. Uh, you know your thoughts on Camp Dignity, and mm-hmm. and if you've seen uh, Copia, what's there's never Watson movie. I don't remember um, the name. It's I want to watch it again now that I know that it's a real life movie because. I had some serious issues with that movie, and then I was like, oh, real life. That makes oh. sense why this is condensed and why I was supposed to care about this character. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. Let us know in the comments about Call of, what do you think about Call of Duty and, and then going back to World War II and, and all those other things. And uh, let us know in the comments what your favorite MMOs are. And tweet it Activision and tell them, let me buy the campaign from you. I would pay a yearly subscription, twenty dollars subscription yearly, to just play the game campaigns. Absolutely, I would pay twenty bucks for the campaign. Yeah, why not? Every and year. then and then give me an option to unlock uh, other stuff. Be perfect. Do it. See you guys later.